It's Wild D. Welcome, welcome, welcome. It's a beautiful day. It's a beautiful night. Heat index. Making it to where no matter what it may say, 92 degrees, it feels like 115. Uh, for some reason, the AC. If we push it past its limits, I can tell you this, that we probably won't have AC at all. So we have to settle for temperatures at around 84 degrees in the house with the humidity of 78. Yes, when I tell you that I feel it, I want you to feel me. With all that being said, welcome to Midnight Madness, where we talk about the things that go through our heads throughout the day, and we just have to release them. My brother Brent, how are you doing? I'm good. Blessed and highly favored. No complaints. See you sounding um, well hydrated over there. Yes. I, I actually need some hydration as well, but um, what are you using for hydration over there, my brother? Uh, it's a Goose Island IPA. All right. This is the finest IPA you have in the Midwest area. But uh, yeah, today's episode is sponsored by Goose Island Indian Pale Ale. <laughs> I, I rock with it, man. So um, in your world, there's a lot going on. I told you what's going on over me, over my area. It's uh, it's hot in here. Um, and I know you know about that from the Midwest as well, you know. Uh, but what's going on in your world? Little Nelly. Shout out Nelly. Not much, man. Um, I really wanted to touch on, a, touch on a subject immediately. I didn't want to. No bull. I haven't told anyone this. I have this weird theory. The COVID-19 shot that people got was a, a beta test for maybe numerous or singular things but it was not a vaccine i'm starting to really believe this and this is i must tell you why what has changed what 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 if we shut down the world for almost 10 months and force people to get a vaccination that was supposed to protect them from something that was the same level of deadliness as a super strand of flu. And what, what and what do we get out of that? We're seeing people come out of different things. We're seeing clones coming out of here. Now there's aliens. And I'll tell you, the one thing that I, I got the shot, I did. And this is what I, I, I mustered afterwards. After that shot, bro, I felt like I was a super, a super human. I felt strong, bro. I lost weight. I got swole. And all these wonderful things happened to me after getting that shot. Everybody wanted to protest the shot. The shot made me feel great. My knee, I've had multiple ACL and MCL surgery, bro. My knees feel amazing. Yes, there are things that I'm doing with my body to keep me healthy. But I'll tell you right now, I'm not living no Superman healthy life. And I feel great. And it's, I'm, it's in that shot. They, they was testing out some super serum. Which one did you get? Don't worry it, about it. it I don't want Pfizer or was it the uh, it, 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 it was the one. It was the one that didn't have the whole bunch of rejections afterwards. That's what it was. Johnson Johnson. Whichever one was one shot. Or no, did you had to do two. No, I had to do two. Okay. So it wasn't the Pfizer. It's probably saying, Moderna. Yeah. 
most likely I think it was the Moderna. I'm pre- actually I'm pretty sure it was. I know it wasn't no Johnson Johnson. I would never get a shot from a place. They sell that they <laughs> <laughs> I can't do it. Can't do it. Won't do it. Never will. The minute I heard they had a shot, and I was like Johnson and Johnson, like the baby oil, the lavender, and they was like, "Yes," I said, "No, I'm good." What What are the other ones? Pfizer. I don't know. Does that name sound rough? Like Michelle Pfizer, Michelle Pfeiffer. She's scandalous. Makai Pfeiffer. Remember Makai Pfeiffer? Come on, Makai. Every movie Makai Pfeiffer been in, he was scandalous. Except for man, every movie he was in, he was scandalous. I don't know, man. I'm, I'm just saying. To remember Makai Pfeiffer, man? Was he scandalous in Eight Mile? Yeah, he was. Come on, man. He was trying to use Rabbit to 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 to, to make the band good. Remember three one three, Rabbit. He was he was proof. He was proof. You know, to do with dreads. Yeah. yeah, and he was trying to use Rabbit had all the real talent. Rest in peace, proof. Even, man. Rest in peace, proof. He was the that was the dude. You know, I mean, I look. I'm just saying. I just can't think of a movie Makai Pfeiffer is where he was a good dude. Even in the one where for. Uh, it was an I am four, I think he was when he was certain. No, that was Samuel L. Jackson. No, that was him. Makai Pfeiffer searching. I am number four, where you could like the, the the kids had special powers and they could like apparate, disapparate, and all this stuff. And he was running around chasing them. Dude, he always a bad dude, bro. So the Pfeiffer, the that, that sound like him. I was like, nah. What does Moderna sound like? Modern. I'm modern. A modern dude. <laughs> the modern man, bro. That's me, bro. I said, let me get that one, man. You know what I'm saying? The Lord led me to that one. The Lord led you. I'm just saying, bro. Boy, I hear just lifting up trucks. You know what I'm saying? It's different. You know, I have heard that. Now, I I will say this. You know, I've heard a lot about the vaccines. I I didn't hear it like you said it. And if I had, then I'm going to tell you this right now. I would have got it. I would have got it. If I would have heard it like you said it. I would have got it. Instead, what I heard was other things. But there was a guy, uh, I think he was in his mid-60s at the time. And he was telling me how he had so many health conditions. And that's the reason that he signed up to get the vaccine. And he told me that he couldn't wait for his second dose. Because after his first shot, he got his memory back. He started to feel energized and youthful. And I don't know if he was just trying to make himself feel better or it was the vitamins, but that's what he said. He said he feels he feels better about himself. He feels stronger. He feels youthful. He can remember things now. And my arm didn't hurt like everybody everybody's arm was hurt and they were getting sick. I felt like I forgot I had this shot. I was like, oh, great. I don't want y'all talking about. I was trying to I was trying to act like I was sick so I can get out of work. After getting the shot, I was healthy as hell. I don't know, it just, it was weird, man. So, that's my little crazy moment. You really, you really think that the vaccine is improving? Was, okay. Bro, they was testing shit on people, bro. That's what I believe. What, do you have any you know thoughts saying? about um, the athletes? Well, this one thing that really popped in my head as of late. You know, watching some of the athletes with uh, the the adverse reactions and the myocarditis that with from an enlarged heart uh, due to the vaccine, they said that there has been some adverse effects to it. Do you feel like there's any there's any type of relation to that? It has to be. 
to every every for every cure every every disease it's, I mean, there's a lot of trial and error yeah side effect yeah and and you're and that's part of the risk you you're willing to take and you're, and you're hoping that they'll be minimal you know because all that's going to do is just increase the, the 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 strength of your of your output of, of what you're trying to create so um yeah you got you got to expect that i mean that's that's the crazy part i mean think about there are very few vaccines that get a rollout as fast as covid did the covid vaccine you know what i'm saying that's that i don't never have you seen something get rolled out from the fda approved in under two years like i mean this is just me just as a, a random dude who watches cnn and just picks up thoughts i might be wrong but I know, it, I know that was fast. That was really fast. Uh, from what everything I've heard, that that was the fastest it's ever, it's ever happened. That's kind of crazy, bro. Like, yeah, my biggest, you had that on deck. I'll tell you that, you know, from somebody that just questions things naturally, my yeah. my biggest thought was the last time my world, my world specifically, has been shocked. I think there's been three key moments where I've been like, what is going on in the world today? Um, one was I'm gonna put it all in the in a bucket. COVID, the George Floyd, the Maude Aubrey, those types of things that were happening during the lockdown. That was a shocker. Mm-hmm. The mm-hmm. time before that was 9/11. Mm-hmm. And that that was actually watched 9/11 in first period you know so i'm in first period like homeroom the the screen is on and i'm like what is going on the teacher is like turn it off and i'm like you are out your mind i'm willing to get suspended today (laughs) because my brother's in the military i need to see what's going on right um world shock and the last one was the first time my world was right when magic johnson announced that he had AIDS, well contracted hiv that's crazy and, and that's what made me think about the vaccine it was hold on Magic Johnson got HIV I'm like darn my favorite player or one of my favorite players at the time is gonna die because all you knew with HIV was you're going to die it was just a matter of time yeah. right yeah. Yeah. and yeah. there's still to this still day alive. no vaccine crazy no, no way to eliminate they could say it can be undetected I get that right but there's no way to prevent it but there was Crazy. for COVID magic oh wow magic, <laughs> it had, was for- magic had the vaccine oh that, if you had the right money you had the vaccine back in the day bro like don't don't look let's let's stop acting like we don't have the greatest minds in the world alive at, the, at this day and age I know I know we watch we watch movies and we think about Tony Stark and all these great you know David Banner like all this genetic all right it's cool but there are some smart people in the world today. So are you saying that you, you think tell that me, Magic Johnson right now does not have any does not have does not have any trace of that. He he whatever he had is gone. And he paid the price. Magic is a staple in white America. And I don't mean this in, I'm not trying to make this into some crazy Magic Johnson. Night, man, this baby. Is a, Let's do it. Bro, he is he is every white man's black man. Mm, that's deep. Because before the, the only other person I could think about was Wayne, Wayne Brady. And when I, God damn, I'm sorry. And, and, and I say this because of, 
he's one of my favorite players. Mm. But there was something, and whether it's true or not, I've always felt this way. I think that documentary, The Winning Time, if you haven't watched it on HBO, please watch it. It is a great story, the Lakers story, Lakers dynasty story, okay? Let's get back into it. But uh, Magic has had the ability to just, his people don't leave him, but he can blend with all Honestly, I it's surprise and this may sound weird. He's I I pad my life off of kind of like how he was. He just always had a smile. He was diverse. He could get he could blend in any room. People just flocked to him for some reason. It's like he was blessed with the 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 uh, a blessing of favor. You know what I'm saying? Like people just have he just has something about him. When I say he's the white, because he just he doesn't he doesn't he, he can he can be the threatening you want him to be but he can be the humble sweet guy you need him to be and can be all at it at once you know what i'm saying he can get away with all imagine the only person i know that can get away is like, i ain't gonna be here like pretty much saying i don't care what this team do. i'm about to dip after all these years and do something else and people embrace him hey man he he, he, he tried it's, it's so-and-so's fault like he has he has the it factor beyond it so he is non-threatening, you know, but he has a certain amount of history that you can in, you can enjoy. And it, but around his people, he can be, he can be. Man, I ain't know you like that, Magic. Damn, man, me my nigga, man. I could be totally wrong with this, but I do. When I look at that situation, there's only one or two ways that this could play out in my head, and it's one. He actually contracted HIV and had the money, the research, and the team to have a cure for it, or that was just the agreement to get him to walk away because they had something else on the lead to Jordan. I mean, it could have been, but I don't know how he would walk away and still maintain the type of lifestyle and environment that he did for all those years. Magic, it, I, that, that, that would be a good story if he never went back to prominence, but he, he never really left. No, I, I think that he became a staple for, he became, I believe Magic Johnson became bigger with that announcement. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Right. It changed he, the way the world looked at HIV. It was more of a story. Um, yeah. I believe at the time he was the first, no, probably not the first celebrity because uh, there's some other was, celebrities, like especially in the music industry, I believe at the time that had it. There's no one, there was no one. Magic Johnson and Larry Bird changed the game of basketball yeah. and brought it out to the world. There would be, there would not be a Michael Jordan if it wasn't for, for, and I, I say this, Magic Johnson, Larry Bird, Larry Bird, Magic Johnson, synonymously, because they they are two. They changed what the league had been, what it was continuing to be, very slow paced, and there wasn't that something that really grabbed and bring out a lot of fans. And the but everything the Lakers did in that whole time frame, looking back at it as a, as a fan and and really watching previous basketball. Um, what they, what he, who he was, bro, he was, he was more than basketball. 
Hey, hold on real quick. I think we have somebody else that just joined. I want to make sure. Hey, Joel, are you on? Can you hear us? Yes, sir. I'm on. I can hear. Can y'all hear me? Yeah, we can hear you just fine. Yes, we can. Hey, hey, Joel, we're, you know, we decided to just jump in with some crazy thoughts and Midnight Madness. Here, he has an idea that he's he's one of the few people that I know that will talk to me about his experience with getting the vaccine. He has shared that he feels like he had health conditions before since getting the vaccine. He feels like they were testing something on us and he feels almost superhuman he said he's lost the weight he's gotten stronger he used to have knee pain all of these things that and now he doesn't have these bodily ailments anymore ever since the vaccine he's saying yes he has done some things to change his lifestyle around but i just wanted to put it out there right so just recapping this conversation i'm gonna let that sit with you but i want to tell you where we transitioned it. he feels like Magic Johnson is every white man, every white man's black man. That Magic Johnson has put himself in that world. And we got to that conversation on Magic Johnson because how fast the COVID vaccine mm -hmm. was put together. And there's still not a vaccine or a cure for AIDS with Magic Johnson. So with that being the case, that's where my mind thought about hey, there could be one or two ways that we could play this. Magic Johnson contracted HIV and had the, the money and the finances and the connections to actually have a cure or two. He had to go with the story of HIV because there was something else and they needed to get him up out the league or, you know, get him to transition into another mm. And that's just how my brain works, right? So I have to think, like, at that time, what would be an easy way to get out? Like, was there any other information that they may have had on every white man's black guy to say, all right, we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna run with this? I'm, I'm, I know where my that's, mind is going. That's somewhere. not a far off statement, bro. <laughs> like, he literally is every white man's black. Guy. I agree. Like, I hadn't really thought about like, it, but yeah. I'm, I'm just saying, bro. He ain't no Michael B. Jordan, no. <laughs> Jamie Foxx, no. You know what I'm saying? I'm like Michael Jordan, no. Yeah, Michael Jordan. Magic no. Johnson? Yeah. Come on, bro. I mean, I, I, I don't know how many people have transitioned since then. I, I would say Wayne Brady at one point in time. Uh, he, he he hung out with Chappelle too long. <laughs> Once, yeah. once Wayne Brady did that skit, hey. I think everybody looked at him like, oh, yeah, yeah, that was a wrap. Yeah. It went, it went, yeah, yeah, he won the niggas. It was like, nope. Hey, so, yeah, he wanted, he wanted that title though. He did. He <laughs> he, he Brian Gumble held it. You know what I'm saying? He still hold it. Well, Wayne Brady's actually trying to get it back now with some recent news that he just came out with. You know, and, and that just came out of nowhere. I'm not sure if y'all paid attention to that, but he's trying to make some headlines. Oh yeah, and he hopped yeah. on the right bandwagon too. Yeah, so you know, he's like, hey. Man, don't forget about your boy, which also makes me think that there was some other type of news that could have been going on with Magic Johnson. And they said, look, you're going to run with this or we're going to run with what it really is. You know, mm -hmm. I don't I, there wasn't no rape allegations. There was the cookie stuff. There was something you you know what? You right, bro. There was something, was something. with the wifey 
because she hasn't got nothing. True. And son, son is is something else. <laughs> yeah, I'm not trying to do that, but like I said, this, these are the things that come in my head, and I got they come in your yeah. head, bro. Open your thoughts. Hey, everything is smoking mirrors. And and, yeah, and, 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 it, and his story was, you know, I just can't be with one. I'm the type of person that likes seven. So where them seven at that got it? That mm -hmm. you had to pay off, right? How you, you know, because you had to pay them off, whereas they did. Yeah. Where them seven at? Yeah. How come Cookie ain't getting nothing? Uh -huh. How come Sun Sun like that? Yeah, I just bro. got some questions, man. The whole, that's what I'm saying, bro. Every sell everything he loves for a piece of the pot. Okay, I can rock with you know that. What I'm, saying? <laughs> I'm just saying, it's just weird, bro. The way they, the way they say that, man. Mama was like, you watch, you watch the early. You can go back on YouTube and see clips of him in his youth. It's the crate, like. Not to go off craziness, but like, good idea. How many of y'all seen Michael Jordan's little brother, older brother, who? Yeah, I seen him. Bro, I, I'm, I'm 40 years old and I just seen a video of Michael Jordan's older brother, Larry, yeah. who can actually really who? Yeah. yeah. So, you know what I'm saying? Some, sometimes you can forget that there's, we, 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 there was videos, there was all this stuff that was created, but we didn't have access to it. And people did. And people made decisions and made and made money and made moves off of stuff that they had that we didn't have access to and us being dumb didn't realize yo we can go back and see the things that we missed we so caught up in seeing what we seeing now well i'm just gonna say this and i feel like after i say this i'm done you know because i've been alluding to a lot but i do feel like obviously there were levels to the game and what they've done for the game but i think there's more similarities with magic johnson and dwight howard than the little stint that dwight howard did with the lakers and then i'm done <laughs> now let's now i said what i wanted to say the whole time now i'm done so you, you know what's interesting about that is i didn't know he was um i guess ordained as a minister to be able to perform weddings and the first and only time i've seen or heard anything of it he was marrying two women Who's that? Magic? Dwight. Dw oh, man. Dwight Howard. Yes. I bro, Dwight Howard is very, uh, if you don't know by now. Yes. Dwight, I love you, brother. Yeah. I love you, brother. <laughs> hey, I love you, brother. Trust me. Hey, I respect you. We all know. Yeah, I thought that was interesting, no, though. He ain't playing, man. Dwight, Dwight is all about, uh, what's, it, what's it? Gender equality? Nah, I, I mean, you know. It makes perfect sense the reason why, shirt. you know, rest in peace, Kobe Bryant. Nobody knew the reason why he was so tough on Dwight Howard during that first stint with the LA Lakers. But, uh, oh, we knew. <laughs> Lakers fans knew. I, I didn't know. I didn't know. Remember, he had just came from Orlando. He was like, Orlando knew. Mm -hmm. Orlando knew. You hear anybody, anybody hear about him at the clubs in Orlando? No. <laughs> well, you know, I think, oh, I think the, the, what it was with Dwight Howard. And he has a history of being one of the NBA's biggest hypocrites. And it started from the time that he was, you know, I think maybe a rookie. He came in from a, you know, a Christian high school and things of that sort. And he was saying that he was, he wanted to change the idea of what an athlete looked like in the NBA. 
And, I remember. You know, yeah, he was saying all of those things, and he was saying how he wanted to, you know, be practicing his Christian beliefs and still be a successful NBA player, and not what you see on TV as the NBA player. You know, like I guess at that time you think about the jury or the image of the NBA baggy player. pants and all that. Yeah, everybody's wearing do right. In his first year in Orlando, he got the cheerleader. What was it? Yep. Come on. Yep. Hey. Yeah, that's been experienced for a long time. That high school too, man. It was it was uh, similar to I went to a school that was kindergarten through eighth. I think that school was kindergarten through twelfth grade. So he was at that one school. His entire, you know, his entire educational history is there. Small. So yes, I could imagine he got to Orlando, the big city, compared to the small city he was there in Georgia, and lost his mind. But there's, to y'all's point, I do find it interesting that he just won a championship with the Lakers in the bubble and can't find a team. I'm not trying to be that guy. I'm letting I, I, you know. Bro, you gotta be, you gotta be. You gotta be that guy. Let it out the bag. Bro. Might as well. I'm just, yeah, I mean, it's just too- Attack him. There's too many questions. It's not, I can't attack him. I mean, Dwight Howard is a very successful individual. He's um Oh, he gonna attack you when he hear this? Oh, uh, no, nah, he can't attack me. Now with them messages oh, going out on this. Bruh, you wildin', dude. Yeah. He he is wild in. Yeah. And then remember after LeBron and got got uh bounced out the playoffs? He's like, come come see me in China. I got a spot for you. Yeah. Bro, shut your ass up. You corny, dude. You been just come out, live your truth. I'm tired of people sitting there hiding behind so live your truth and then just slide slick and comments. You know You look you look lame. You he about how old is he? I, I love your thought about living your truth, right? Um but I've also heard the other aspect of it, where some people say, you know what? I'm cool with him tonight. I don't want it though. Right? <laughs> like, I, <laughs> all them jerseys. Like, hey, I know yeah, some people yeah. that, like, I've actually had the conversation. Like, man, you seen what's going on with Dwight Howard? They're like, look. I said, why you think he don't talk about it? Why you think he don't live his truth? And like, I'm cool with not knowing. I, I like it when he don't say nothing about it, you know? Because I don't mm-hmm. want to see that, you know? I mean, think about it. A lot yeah. of people appreciate it who he was think about it. man Dwight Howard was the first dude in the NBA I ever seen with some shoulders like that remember when he won the Superman dunk contest there's a lot of people that have those yep. memories of him <laughs> why you why did you call it the Superman dunk <laughs> I mean that 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 dunk man he he didn't actually dunk it but yeah, he, I remember uh, the Superman like, yeah, 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 like, yeah, yeah. when he was with Orlando Incredible. like he it was like some amazing stuff like he had raised yeah. the rim higher and all that stuff but his first big man I seen him do things like that and yeah. um you know to see these these screenshots man you know i wish i so my, my question is my question is, i hate i hate to stop you but my, this is my question the same dude that did all that stuff before those screenshots or after screenshots did he stop him from doing all those stuff and looking like a big heterosexual super strong man mm-hmm. and he mot- he motivated you in that moment so whatever but if you I, I think, later on. I, I, I do believe, at least the way that I'm looking at it, is some people have an image of 
people that they want to keep up in their head, mm-hmm. right? Because mm-hmm. if you go back okay. to, let's just think about if you had to, um, I'm going to give you an example. Damn. There was one point in time where I believe there's a guy who came out with a song. Uh, it was Frank Ocean. Mm-hmm. And he came out with the song and nobody Thinking knew about whatever, you. right? And then and then somebody was like, he's singing the song. And it was like, I heard this word, but I thought he was just like running through one of his runs or this, his mom. He was like, he said like, boy, you know, I'm just not going to sing it when he said it. Because I don't know if that's what he meant. And, you know, you didn't have the words with the songs right. like, like we used to. And then he came out with his news and they were like, well, it's art. So now you got a reason with it. It's art. It is what it is. It's music. But at the time, you know, you couldn't ride in the car with your homies and then sing that song no more. You know what I'm saying? And I'm just keeping it real. Like, like I got family members. It is what it is, man. You know, I don't, I'm, I'm not trying to judge, but you also want to remember certain things and remember that Certainly. feeling that you had as it was. Time. And that mm-hmm. feeling is tainted when you hear the intentions behind it or what influenced those types of actions. That's all I'm saying. Well, to... to so, well, go, go ahead. Go I was going to say what what is also interesting, and this is kind of a curveball because it's more of an accusation, um, but more and more news is coming out about one of my all-time favorite basketball players. Loved him. Third best two guard in the history of the game, in my opinion. Dwayne Wade. Man, ain't no accusation. I'm gonna tell you that's the real. No. Stuff. I, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's the real, bro. That's real. Okay, bro. okay. So, that's, so, that's, I, I think we, I think we've been doing that. See, I, I've been trying to hide. I've been like an ostrich, man. I've been head in the sand. Cause to your point, that's why I bring it up. Cause I have such high regard for this guy as a player, and the only reason why it changed is not because that may be who he really is, but it's what he's doing now especially dealing with the youngest kid like to me why does this have to be front page news for everybody every day why are you putting out there that you can't live in florida anymore you need to protect your kid and all this other stuff. so that's why it's the character stuff behind it it's not the lifestyle it's the character stuff so like with dwight he's character I'm, I may be eyeballing this, but I've always been a fan of Dwight Howard. I thought his big, jokey personality was very similar to Shaq's, um, but he just smiled all the time, and people took him as a joke because of that. But this is one of the most fierce competitors we've ever seen. And for me, I don't think he ever did anything to really damage his character, but it is also interesting that people, when they're trying to hide things, they'll overcompensate in other areas. How many kids he got? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you see what I'm saying so even thinking about what you mentioned with the shoulders he was the the ideal of what a big strong man should be he got all the kids so you know he out there with the lady he was a buck got the money yeah. got the body all of this stuff but behind the scenes <laughs> that's maybe not who he really was so that, that one is interesting to me but the D-Wade stuff that's, that's pure character and his wife who I'm not a fan of I think she's got terrible character as well so I'm, I'm worried about them kids. I'm worried about, especially the youngest, I'm worried that what they're gonna do is gonna be irreversible later on and they're gonna regret it and there's gonna be all type of issues and I'm hoping for the best because I, I don't I don't like playing with the kids, man. I don't like that at all. I ain't gonna talk, I, I, I'm with you, brother. I mean, the thing is, I'm, 
I just can't talk about another man and, his, and how he raising his children. I, I, I will say that I, I do worry for some of the, the situations that they're going to be going mm -hmm. through over the next few years. Um, but I want to really ask you, we're talking about sports and about what people's actions behind the behind their talents. What about R. Kelly? How many of y'all still listening to TP12? I can't. But you know what, though? Like, for real, like real talk, like real talk. If R. Kelly come on, like on your playlist, just, or you have Apple Music on it, or Spotify, and something, because people, it's still, you can still access it. Yeah. Or you hear, you hear it on a, on a show or a movie or whatever, old school. Like, how did it make you feel? Well, like, do you miss him? You watch the old episode of Boondocks, you <laughs> laugh about it still? Well, I'll like, real talk. Me, me personally, I stopped listening to his music. And when I realized, I'm going to tell you when. At the birth of my daughter. So this is a, more than 11 years ago now. You know, at the birth of my daughter, I started to like, you know, think about, you know, what I saw her future being and, you know, people that I would have around that her and then how I would trust them. And hopefully they would do the right thing. And I couldn't get past that idea of the first time. I saw the tape. I gotta admit it. I saw the tape. You know what I'm saying? It was hot, mm. man. I got out the barbershop. You know what I'm saying? I got out the barbershop getting here because I saw the tape. And um, and I, I just couldn't imagine, you know, trusting somebody like that around my daughter. But I will say this. Well, I'll let y'all answer this, answer that question too, because I would love to get your thoughts. But I cannot listen to it. I can't support anything about him. Um, even to the point where it hurts me because he wrote a lot of songs and he mm -hmm. influenced a lot of songs so uh, I, I remember uh, B2K I love B2K uh, <laughs> not like that I wouldn't go to their you, uh, uh, you know now but um, you know bump 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 I was like man I was telling people hey look I know it's a little boy group they singing their songs but bump 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 was nice back in the day you know they had a lot of songs and R. Kelly wrote all those mm. so it's like it's some things that I don't know. And I haven't done the research to say every song influenced by R. Kelly. Okay, let's scrap it. I haven't done that. But if it's his song, automatically I'm not doing it. He's still getting paid. Mm, mm, mm. Something to think that, about. Yeah, no, that's a that's an interesting question. Um, I can't say that I... So first off, I'm, I'm uninformed because I never saw the tape. I, I heard about it, never saw it. Um, I heard a lot of allegations, but even what he's in jail for is not anything dealing with sex with minors. So I found that to be interesting as well, especially around the time when, you know, the whole deal with his masters, he's trying to get that back. And of course, every time that seems to happen with an artist, uh, pr predominantly a black artist, they wind up come, you know, coming up missing. So, so I, I, I'm gonna say it this way. I'm torn on all things R. Kelly. Number one, I was never a huge fan like that. He had a lot of songs that I liked, but I was never like one of the diehard fans. But my problem with him and things that happened, man, I look at the parents that set their kids out like that. They were just basically selling them off to him. So if he did in fact have an issue, they didn't care. Then later come back to try to collect. So that for me was weird. But if I were to hear an R. Kelly song on the radio, it's not that I would change it because of that. I would probably change it because I'm not a big fan of the music like that. Hmm. But I, I am still very much interested in 
if the the court system or people in general, the general public, court of public opinion, will start holding their families more accountable. Uh, rest in peace to Aaliyah. But she was underage and they, they were all the way behind all of that for her to reach stardom. You know, she went to a performing arts school. It, oddly enough, her brother and my brother actually went to high school together and had a singing group together. So I, I know the family. Wow. They were, they were, they were cool with it. So, yes, if R. Kelly, in fact, I wasn't there, but if in fact he was messing with children, he absolutely needs to be under the jail. But somebody has to say something about them parents that sent their kids, even like Sparkle. You know what I mean? Like, you sending your people over there to him. Now you want to try to complain about this horrible person. Like Bill Cosby, same way. Why are you going to do anything about a movie role, a TV role at two or three in the morning in somebody's hotel? You don't make no sense. Come on, you know what you're doing. Yeah, absolutely. So that's me. No, that's the hardest thing. It's like uh, taking taking the common sense part out of it and then just looking at the predator. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because like, when the gazelle is going through the lion's den, you know where it's at. Mm-hmm. It's making a choice to go through there. But you don't want to blame the gazelle. Oh, you want to blame the lion. I don't know, man. Oh, nah, I can't let the lion off the hook. If that's the case. No, no, the lion does. The lion doesn't get off the hook. The lion. I mean, the okay, lion. Is, the lion's going to do what it's going to do. But you know, yeah. this the thing is, for everyone that knows there's 10 that don't you know and to your point i do feel like you know the way that my brain works is you know i go out on these thoughts but then i bring it back into yeah the the reality of the situation and how i can apply it to everyday life and i do feel like going back to the conversation we've had we've both had these separately offline and typically in these situations there's some type of old regime. There's a, uh, this is how it always has been type of approach, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And um, if you look at you know, same type of entertainment industry, but different uh, audience, when you think about the movie industry and Harvey Weinstein, right? Uh, these people want to change. You know, some people, went from these small towns and moved and said, you know what, I'm going to wait tables and hope for my big break to go into Hollywood. And they get their first opportunity and people are in their ear saying, hey, look, you got to do whatever it takes if you want it bad enough. And then whatever it takes presents itself. <laughs> yeah. Right? <laughs> and, and that's what you think in your head. Well, this is what it takes. Even though it has nothing to do with the profession, this is what it takes. And those are those individuals that say, hey, look, this is how it's always been. Until there's somebody that's gonna break that mold or somebody that's gonna go through that pain and suffering and then say, hey, look, this is my experience. Those those ceilings and those walls don't get shattered to where you have something that's different. I think that that's the challenge um, in the music industry parents want their kids they feel like their kids are talented and there's a lot that goes along in the music industry anybody you've been close enough to the music industry i've been close enough joe you've been close enough to the music industry being in motown you know or being close <laughs> to motown right so understanding yeah. what that what that is what that looks like there's a lot of things that happen behind 
closed doors, bitch, you have to take risks. And some people are gonna say, hey, look, this is what it takes. This is what you have to do. And it has nothing to do with that. But they don't know the potential impacts that they're doing. They're just like, hey, look, I wanna be able to, I pay money to send my kid to this private school or get these private classes. Then I want the hard work to pay off. And I'm willing to do anything for my kid to be successful. Not understanding mm. what that anything is. So I got to give pushback here. Here's why. What? My mom, you're absolutely right. We grew up in Detroit, Motown, singing. My mom was a professional singer. Her big break came to be a backup singer for Rick James. She turned it down. That was her chance. She turned it down. So for me, yes, you're right. There are some people who are going to be very green, but there still has to be a level of morality, integrity, character, humility, all of that that has to exist inside of the person. Otherwise, when that opportunity presents itself, you can never could be wrong, but you do it anyway. So for me, that's not an excuse. That's why I said I'll never do the whole what they call victim blaming thing. I will say you have to be accountable for your behavior and your decisions. And if you think that by going to Bill Cosby's room at three in the morning at his hotel is your chance, to me, that's a character issue. Well, let me look at it in a different scenario, right? And I totally agree with you. What I'm thinking is for some people that don't think that far out to the power of choice. For example, let's just say my daughter wanted to be in gymnastics mm -hmm. and because of my current situation, I can't move her to Wyoming or North Dakota. I don't know where those places go that have those right. facilities, right? Like, you know, they have <laughs> those facilities. Oh, yeah. Families they adopt these facilities. kids, right? <laughs> and yep. they adopt these kids at this world-class place for her to be, to live out her dream of being in the Olympics. So when mm -hmm. I let this family adopt my daughter, this family's great, right? We met, we talked, and you know, I miss my daughter, whatever the case is. And it's not the family. However, it's this one guy. I'm not mm -hmm. even sure. I can't remember his name, but he just got beat up <laughs> in jail. But, yeah, you know, the he's coach. Part, yeah, the, the, uh, like the, the, the medical, the, medical yeah, the guy. physician yeah. or whatever. My yeah, daughter knows. Yeah. Him, right? So now it's like yeah. I'm not there day in and day out. And I want to do anything for my kid to live out her dream. And those are the things that... I did my job of thinking I did my job of I'm not there, but I vetted the process. I vetted the parents, the people that they're going to stay with and all of that. And then because of this dream, now my child's exposed to that. I think that that's where, that's the reason why I said, hey, the gazelle and the lion. I still got to blame the lion on that because this person is saying, well, you know what he was doing. So, it's always a lion when it comes to the young gazelle. You see what I'm saying? Like, like let's let's make sure we're very clear on this. I respect that. that anything, makes sense. Yeah. anything that comes where there's a position of authority or with age, superiority, and and, and experience, mm -hmm. and you use that to to breed and, and 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 pounce on young men and women, you are a predator, and you are you are in the wrong. You are the antichrist. Um, we understand that as, like like Joe said, like if you're a grown adult woman who is struggling in the business and you 
get a phone call to go to Bill Cosby's room at 2 30 in the morning for a interview you may make that decision and know what comes with it mm-hmm. and, it's true because other than that they and it, it doesn't parents it too. doesn't mean yeah exactly yeah it doesn't mean that you wanted to go that route but you know you know that in the, the industry that you're in that this is an industry controlled by a lot of men mm-hmm. and and there's a limited amount of morality that is involved in it yes and you're choosing that and what comes with it does not if, if at any point you're uncomfortable and it's negative and it's violent or it's or, or it's predatory and you feel that you, you that person the predator is still in the wrong but yeah. you put yourself in that situation i can't you can't no one no one no one tells the, the guy who goes out to the bar because his girlfriend broke up with him and he's lonely and he has a, a few uh, three drinks and those three drinks are a little bit more than he needs because he doesn't drink heavy but you know he drives off and then he gets in an accident and he gets a dui and a, and a kid gets hurt and it was like man you know it's well you know it's i mean he he had a bad day and no <laughs> they hold him accountable absolutely they hold him accountable and i'm not i know that's a crazy left field you know what i'm saying look at it but you're once you move past the, the the adolescent phase where where and even you can do it as an adult too i mean i'm not trying to be negative because there's ceos 50 year old men that take young 22 year old interns and young women in companies and they mm-hmm. put that pressure on them the same way you are a predator sir and you are wrong you are the you are the antichrist you are you are bad and it doesn't change male female whatever let's not make this much very clear there's levels to this and there's also accountability levels when you're an adult a consenting adult and you put yourself in a situation you don't need to be we got to stop to. giving people that open blanket that grace just, yeah. yeah grace period man. i have a question and y'all can choose to answer it or just move on i'm perfectly fine with that uh, so in this scenario that was presented by joe a little earlier is Dwayne Wade the lion? He is the cub. Gabrielle, oh, in my wow. opinion, is the lion. <laughs> Everything that was in him from a young age, because you know, you know his yeah. story. Grew up with yeah. mom. Mom was in jail. He was with other yeah. family members. I think some things happened to him as a child. That's true. And as a result, yes. And as a result, him becoming the man that because I don't know if y'all remember the custody issue with his ex-wife. I do. I remember very clearly. I had to virtually apologize to this woman because I was such a Dwayne Wade fan. Man, I was calling her everything under the under the sun except a a child of God because I liked him so much as a basketball player. She was talking about the kids were in danger and all this other stuff, right? Now look at the kids since they've been in his custody. So I, I believe that he has some some things that have happened to him that have kind of shaped who he is. And Gabrielle is the perfect conduit to him living his quote unquote truth. So she's the lion or lioness and he's the cub. And, and the, I don't even know the name is but his child is uh the gazelle the gazelle yes yep gotcha i apologize for the 
this yeah his child i don't yeah. sorry for not using pronouns there yeah zaya is the name oh for real yeah it's a lot and but I, i'll say how you how you grow how you grow up can really mold how you view the world absolutely and how you view the world for your 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 offspring you know like what you want for them mm -hmm. I, I mean and i can always but i think the one thing i'll say is you have to have a true belief in yourself and what you believe is the best for humanity mm -hmm. and carry it forward and people who really have that belief find limited i guess resistance within themselves like you don't feel like you have to justify everything and it's not because the world is asking you to it's because the way you live your life is so valid that people don't really have to even the people that want to question it will say hey i i see i see the humanity and how he is raising his children or how their their upbringing is mm -hmm. and real quick i would say i would i was brought up in a homophobic environment and i had those traits at a certain point in time until self-awareness and self uh identification and it's not saying that i'm i identified who i uh, who i was as a person um not just by my sexuality but how i wanted to see people how i wanted to be treated um knowing that that's a part of it um and i became way open I don't, I don't think anyone could honestly look at me and say that guy has homophobic tendencies um and that's not how i was raised so i think it's it's, it's that it's that self-awareness and self-openness to really have that you can say hey i trust what you're doing because you know something that i don't from my own personal viewpoint on life for check, what's working for your family check and this what out you i need. think it's I think it's good for Joel to jump in because he has a, he was actually called homophobic, you know, and Joel, I'm not sure if you wanted to share this, but, um, he was called this, uh, by one of his partners and, uh, you know, he had a, he had a response that he shared with me that I felt like, yeah. man, you know, the way you just broke that down, I think we need to call that out because the way we use those terms, we don't really understand what we're saying when we say it. Joel, you want to share that? Yeah, sure, sure. So, previous podcast, a good dude didn't really. I don't. I don't. Again, we talk about uh, the doctor's mantra of "do no harm." I'll come back to that. I don't necessarily think he was trying to do harm, but I think he was trying to protect the brand of the show. And he said what he he made the comment that what I said sounded like I was homophobic. And I just said, well, first off, let let's talk about what that word means. A phobia is a fear. I'm not afraid of anybody. It's not about that. I just don't agree with the lifestyle. So I'm going to speak up against this particular lifestyle as opposed to um, like right now. I don't know if you guys pay attention, but do you know we always put a caveat every time we talk about anything LGBTQ? We make sure to say, I mean, I don't have no problem with it. It's OK. I, I don't judge anybody. We make sure that we do that, but we don't That's do that. Right. Isn't that crazy how we do that? No, so, we do it for, for racism. I, I'm not racist right yes absolutely I'm, you're right same thing yeah it's you're very right similar sounds very you're similar good. so so for me i was more interested in 
making sure that when we use the words, we, we're using it in proper context for real, as opposed to regurgitating the speech that we hear in the media and social media, just everybody who's talking about these conversations that are happening. We're just regurgitating what we heard because it makes us feel like we're within the confines of doing the right thing. And, and, and for me, I have some very unpopular opinions and specifically about people. So it's, it's always been a tough position for me. And, and I try not to give the caveats and, and justifications, but my sister, she, she's, she's in that category. She, mm-hmm. don't, she, she loves me just as much as I love her. She knows how I feel, but she respects it because I'm not disrespectful about it. So I yeah. think that's all we need to do is find a way to have a conversation about not just that, but things in general. Like my wife and I have a business about marriage. Everything in marriage is conflict resolution. If you don't know how to resolve a conflict properly, no relationship. That's spouse, that's friend, that's uh, sibling, that's Work. anybody. Yeah. doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Absolutely. No, I agree with you, Joe. I think um, the understanding terminologies, common uh, usage, and being very clear with the... Uh, precedence of a word is important so i agree with you 100 like with what you said it, like hey this may be the common term for this but this is what this means yeah. and in the context of what it means i'm telling you that's not i do not have that fear i do Absolutely. not disrespect or hurt or want wish negative or, or am afraid of anyone within this con within that construct um within the normal term people use that very loosely and mm-hmm. i didn't mean it that way i was Nah, we're just using what yeah. you like pretty much saying what you've yeah. heard before what, what, you know what people and, want to all, yeah. always assume is the yes. norm for a person um so yeah i feel i feel i, I agree with you 100 in the yeah. i mean in the space of love i love i love people and what i don't like are certain characteristics of certain things but i do feel like uh you know to joe's point you know you want to be able to speak freely you want to be able to express your thoughts but that caveat piece you know that's alarming to me because i never thought about it like that you know this is my first time actually thinking you know why do we say that and it's number one we heard it and we try to like you know preface actions because like i said even when i say look this might be an unpopular opinion but and then i share you know and the reason why i'm saying it is because we live in this world right now where i mean maybe i'm not afraid but I do have a fear of people taking my words out of context. Yes. Right? Yes. So, <laughs> Worried about the so, potential consequence. I, I, I want to push on that. Your fear of people taking your word out of context, is that greater than your than the empathy behind choosing your words carefully? Mm. So, and I say that because like, uh, this is, and what you said, Dwayne, was very important. And I, I don't want to paraphrase it, but it's like, hey, you know, this world, we have to put this on there. And there's a reason why, it's because we've been so accustomed to just saying anything and freely offending people and not offending in, in, in the sense of where I'm saying, hey, I'm not a fan of the color orange. Like we, we got so comfortable saying we didn't like a race and we treated them a certain way or we treated a person because of how they, how they acted very not in a certain in, in the tone that we were told that we needed to act 
be strong, be a man, be this and that. Mm-hmm. So, and you know, so they 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 rebelled against what what, what we ask people to do all the time. Rebel against the, the the conformities of what society is telling you to be. It's not saying you're going to change and influence everything. It does. It doesn't also mean that you can just do anything. But we have to have fluidity in how we allow people to be people to a certain degree. And I think that when we lose that. That's when we start going into authoritarian, straight, one-line type of mentality thinking, and even like even even having a closed view of just being a variable. I think that's what scares me sometimes. Well, I'll say this, right? So, in playing sports, I grew up in an environment where no matter what your race was or whatever your background was, at the end of the day, we were thinking of what you can do to help the team win. And because of that, there was a brotherhood. Um, There's people that were of uh, Hispanic descent, white, black, Asian. Um, Some people that, like I said, man, when I was in the ninth grade, we knew that they were going to make it pro. And I, I played with some people that made it pro. I had played with some people that had the ability. Well, actually, I went to school with some people that had the ability, had a scholarship lined up when they were in the ninth, tenth grade to make it pro in basketball. What I'm saying is, and actually, there was the best player on the team in basketball, right? Little Mario Moore. Mario Moore, right? Mario Moore. And Mario Moore had. He just, like, I think during the pandemic, got married and, you know, announced what the situation was. But he said he just doesn't care anymore. But what, I, what I'm trying to say is going back to that, in that team, in that locker room aspect, we can speak freely because we understand at the end of the day, it was winning involved. And in these types of platforms, when we communicate, you have people that dissect every single sentence you say. And they didn't even listen to like five minutes before, five minutes after. They have mm-hmm. no context of what you're saying. So Correct. if there's going to be a sentence that they're going to pull out, let's make sure that you preface it with this because that's what this world is. Like, let's be honest. If you if we cut this this topic up, we chop it up and we put it on IG, we only have a certain amount of time for our social media to be able to say, hey, look, this is what we tuned into. This is what we chopped up, chopped it up about. Tune in to the whole episode. We won't have time for the preface there. Right? Right. We got to talk about what we talked about, you know, give them the See, meat. You're right. But at the same time, so this, I think what you're trying to show is more like this. We chop up this, we do this video, we post it, you know, and someone takes a piece of it. Mm-hmm. And then they say, look at this, this is what they do. This is what Midnight Madness is about. You know, but they didn't take the piece that we prefaced, and that's why we prefaced. We we lead it up with because we want people to know it. It's, it's about inclusion. Like I want I want every person in the world to want to listen to this, to our voices and our thoughts. I want them to find value in the words that we're saying because we're coming from a place where it's you're seeing multiple, multiple viewpoints. You're hearing it from people who've been experienced to different lifestyles and are willing and vulnerable to put it out there and still be human about it. 
that's the biggest part to be human about it because joe can feel how he feels and i can respect him like he said his sister doesn't feel the way he feels but she loves him for who he is because there's no there's no malice that's just that's him and i respect yep. it the same way i want him to respect me for how i feel because there's no malice behind it same way at the at the grocery store who gives you your eggs and says hi to you is the same thing and and he understands that he respects that if she understands how he feels and she respects it there is no negative because it's just human nature to feel Max. and love and be the way you want to be but i got to respect how you are and the reason why we're even having this conversation truthfully the way that i look at it and the reason why we got to this point is because I had to prep, not just me, but you know, we preface our yeah. actions or our statements. And I think that I would love to get to a place where we could just make a statement. And you know, like, let's like be real. Why are we talk, we're talking about this because of I had to say something before exactly. I said something. Yep. You know, instead of <laughs> even focusing on what uh, I said, you know, so what like, I think, said. like, so now that's where everybody's on these, like, let me. Let me take the 45 minute route instead of getting down the street in 10 mm -hmm. minutes, you know? And it's like, yeah, facts, <laughs> facts. I'm, I'm doing Fishing all of too. this talking. And, you know, I'm going to tell you that going from a political landscape, that's one of the reasons why there was such a pushback on the Obama party and, you know, who he was endorsed and being absolutely uh, hillary mm -hmm. absolutely oh yeah trump was able to say look i'm gonna speak my mind and i don't care if you get offended maybe you didn't understand what i said but i'm not apologizing for what i said and i'm gonna speak to you straight this is what it is and people embraced it from yep. from that perspective I, I i respect that because just because you i'm gonna be real with you just because you speak well don't mean that people want to listen to you for 50 minutes Facts. you know what i'm saying if you could say it in yep. 15 and i'm cool with that right a hundred percent right so I think that that's the that's the other element to the conversations like okay you're you're saying it and it sounds good but is it really good let me get to the meat of the conversation give me what i need to know and mm -hmm. and i do want to get back to that and i'm okay if y'all want to hold me accountable to it i'm willing to do that there's gonna be some backlash to come with it and you know i've never been a person to shy away from the smoke you know, I've never been a person shy away from the smoke, but I, I, like but I just want to keep, <laughs> I just want to keep it real with you that, um, you know, I, I didn't realize that. And it's part of my personal development that I didn't realize that until it was called out. And that's the reason why, we, you know, we're here. We encourage each other through these conversations and we talk about certain things that may go through our mind. But if it's one thing that I'm taking away from this conversation outside of some of the things that I had to unload out of my head was how do i just you know get to my point and yeah. not worry about the backlash there's gonna be backlash no matter what and you Regardless. know that just based off of how you live your life right it's gonna be backlash no yeah. matter what so why have to preface all of your everything that you're saying for who Thanks. might or might not listen to it Thanks. so do you, you do you want to know what made me aware of that what's that my oldest 15 sophomore at a performing arts school he was doing it consistently because there's a such a heavy population in those artsy type schools mm -hmm. it allows people that are more free thinking so it's mm -hmm. like a perfect environment for somebody who may identify and i'm like bruh do you hate gay people no why do you keep saying this 
I was like, you don't even realize you're saying it, do you? No. So we had to have that conversation because I had never paid attention. But I, I'm talking about every single day in the car, something we were talking about, and he would preface, preface, preface. And I'm like, this is ridiculous. We are afraid to say something, even if it's the truth, because of the potential backlash that may never even come. You know, and, and it just, here's what I will say, and this is a hot take, and I apologize for it on the front end. The, the challenge that I have with the heavy push that, that I ain't gonna say it that way, that President Obama led the charge on when, with the whole gay marriage and the whole Caitlyn Jenner Woman of the Year thing, which is like the most disrespectful thing you can do to the other half of the population on the planet that are women, and you can put this person up I agree with you, brother. I agree. That's ridiculous. But set that to the side. That, it's all connected. So you have feminism, LGBTQ rights, and there's a heavy transgender push. And now, and and Dwayne, I think we talked about this, but MAP. And and Brent, I'm not sure if you heard of MAP. Have you heard of this? No, that's that's a new term. But yes, MAP, minor attracted people. What do you think minor attracted people replaced? Uh, please tell me that's not some damn pedophile stuff. Mm-mm. You already know what it is. That's pedophilia. You already know. Oh, Lord. Oh, we're not good. No, no. Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, you know what, then? So that, the challenge the is. Go ahead and bring R. Kelly back out then. Well, I guess he didn't go to jail for that. So exactly. go back to your point. Go yeah. to your point. Exactly. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So when I told you earlier, that's why I was kind of conflicted. This is why. Yeah. So when I think minor attracted person to replace the term pedophilia, you open Pandora's it, box. Yeah, you're loosening the term. The term pedophilia rang so deep when you heard it. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Minor attract map. Minor attract. You're, you're loosening, which is. Hey man, we're going down a rabbit hole real fast. This this was supposed to be a quick r- wrap up, but when I start seeing how certain people are making certain terms or certain things more comfortable, you know what? There was a certain time frame where white and black and Asian or men could marry twelve year olds, have multiple wives, and do all these things, own land and people. Let's let's stop acting like this is not normal. Like there's people are finding ways to make things that were once outrageous less outrageous. Yep. And that is a problem. Yes, sir. Because when pedophilia, which that term I hear that, if I hear petty, pedo, pedophile, you, you anything with philia and petty in front of it, I think you are a sick, disgusting human being who likes to take advantage of children and i say children i mean a 25 year old man who's messing with a 15 year old kid you are that person i don't mean if you i don't mean if you're 40 messing with a 26 year old you'll play it that's different different. y'all y'all grown grown but a child somebody who ain't been to college you tripping bro you know what i'm saying like this is what's getting back to you have these 30 year old ceos 40 year old Mm. men in a, it, because it's it's a map, and if, and and, and it map is is it's gonna be a lesser crime now, and then it's not gonna be a crime anymore. It's gonna be the norm. 
Y'all think I'm playing, bro. This world is crazy. You know what? So so let me let me drop one more jewel on you. So what happens when Dwayne Wade's daughter says, I want to have a boyfriend. And her boyfriend is 30. So if you can allow Zaya to decide what sex she should be at 11 years old. She should be able to decide who she messing with. Come on she, now. She able to decide her, her private part. Are you talking about I the mean, other just, daughter, right? You talking about the other daughter? No. Yes, Zaya. Zaya is the daughter. No, nah, no. Nah, yeah. He has a baby I'm a car- Not the baby. Yeah, no, not the baby. No, not the young Zaya is the oldest, oh, the oldest daughter. I said, I'm, I'm a, yeah. I'm, I'm a call Zaya what she wants to be called. If, if she's able to choose her sex and her parents are okay with Come it. Come on now. She should be able to choose when and who she's ready to have sex with. My Wilson call her adult, a, a young adult, a young a, adult that's not an official adult. I don't know how you want. Give it a new turn, but stop. Yeah. We gotta stop changing. We, we're moving the goalposts left and right. Every time. And we're expecting people to 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 figure out and 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 react and talk how. And this is the the cool part about this podcast. And, and, and the ability to talk to grown men who've, who've had, and I say grown men and grown humans who've had the ability to like live a life is you get to a certain point where you're just, you're ready to just say what you gotta say. And it's not so much as just, just saying it to just say what you gotta say, but I, I feel a certain way and I need, I need help to understand certain things that I just don't understand. But I think other people need to hear what we have to say to help them understand what the hell they've forgotten. Because that makes no sense to me. You can tell it, you can tell it, you can give a person the ability to choose everything with their gender and their sexual orientation, then they should be able to choose everything else that comes with that as well. So if there's any delay on that, that's that's a problem. We got about three minutes left. I want to share one thing and then I'll leave it open for closing thoughts. So, well, two ideas that came in my head throughout the course of this conversation. Um, one, you know, we mentioned Gabrielle Union, and and with that being the case, I want to just you know bring it back to her really quick. Um, the idea that we brought up about you know, hey, whoever I saw this person as, I would like to keep seeing them. It's because we fell in love with the celebrity of you know, why they were a celebrity to begin with, not their, you know, personal beliefs or, you know, their lifestyle. Um, Gabrielle Union, bring it on, you know, whatever else she was doing as an actress, I watched it and I, and I, and I enjoyed it. Um, even she just came out with a new movie and, you know, as an actress, I'll look at it, you know, I'm okay with that. You know, I don't really care who you are outside of that. Um, the other idea was I was watching a TV show. It was called Swagger on App, and um, one of the teachers, I think his name's Orlando Jones, portrays a athletic director that's also a teacher. And he had a question for these kids, and he said, "Is democracy a destination or a journey?" And you know they had to put it together. And one of the arguments was around the idea of at one point in time, African Americans didn't have rights. The the goal of 
getting rights, being able to vote, being able to be seen as citizens, that evolved. And same thing with women being able to vote, that evolved into where we are today. With that being the case, I think that evolution, we continue to go on that path of evolution. And that's what's morphed into some of the conversations that we're having today. We also got to recognize when are we going too far to where in 500 years from now, is this what it's going to be? Is it going to be guardians of the galaxy? You know, is that the world we're going to live in? Or, you know, are we really trying to be human beings here on planet earth? That's just my thoughts. And we can definitely dig into it in the future topic. Brent, Joel, you got any closing thoughts? Joel, take it away. Oh man, uh, pressure. Now for me, um, I said it once, I said it twice. Thanos was not far off. He was crazy, but he was not far off. And when I see the world getting together and I see China brokering deals with the the Shiites and, and the other group that's out there in the Middle East and nobody else could do that. And I see bricks form, every great nation has fallen and America is falling faster and faster every day. And the best way to do that is to take the men out of the equation and that's what's happening that was deep all i was going to say was is that the covid19 covid19 vaccine gave me superpowers i wasn't going to complain about it um wakanda forever now we value good conversations and good relationships and this is one that we will truly cherish. So why not reach out to them and tell them what you enjoyed about the episode. And while you're at it, reach out to us and tell us what you enjoyed about the episode or what you felt like you disagreed with the episode as well. We'll have all that information in the show notes. And please share the podcast with your friends and family, friends of family and family of friends, because there's not too many things better than the community developing together. Remember, your life only gets better when you do. Work on yourself first and the rest will follow. Let that be a testament to your own development. See you next time.